Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Expect anything different. All right, welcome back, everybody, to the No Lang Up podcast. Back again with us from CBS.com. Blogger, writer, golf writer extraordinaire, Kyle Porter. Kyle, we just came off an epic weekend of Jordan Spieth, Patrick Reed, and Sean O'Hare in a thrilling playoff at the Valspar Championship. Can you believe that the game of golf is as doomed as it currently is? <laughs> just inciting things right off the bat. You know what? Uh, Chris, I almost uh, forgot to hit record on my audacity. We're, so we're we're taking this separately, and then we kind of splice these together. How pissed would you have been if we just record? Like we just did a fifty-five minute podcast, and I didn't hit record. <laughs> I would be quite pissed. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so you've you've heard of the movie, or at least seen like um, previews for the movie. God is not dead. I have not. I do not know what that is. Okay, so it's like this. It's like this movie that uh, it's set on a college campus and whatever. Anyway, it, it's called God is Not Dead, and it's like this this big thing. I thought about recording like a um, like a, a preview of my own and calling it Golf is Not Dead, and like doing some sort of rap about like Jordan Spieth. I, I probably got fired at the end of all this, <laughs> but uh, no. Last weekend was amazing. It, it, I mean, it is my job, but I was. I didn't even want to watch the the NCAA selection show because the Valspar Championship was so awesome at the end. It almost was like too many exciting things happening at once. It reminded me of the PGA Championship last year where um, it was like we we just like wanted one exciting thing to happen and we kept having another one on top of another one on top of another one. I mean, I had to go back and rewatch it just to realize the fact that Patrick Reed made a putt from almost off the back of the green on 18 just to get into the playoff. Jordan Spieth chunks his bunker shot on 18 and has to get up and down to a to a protected flag from about 35 yards. Awkward shot over the bunker just to get into the playoff as well. And then we had the epic battle in the playoff. Like that was that was the, that was. There's not going to be a better tournament this year. No, it, it was awesome, and and it, I, I thought the shot that kind of didn't get the credit it deserved was uh, Spieth's third shot on 18. Yeah. Uh, in in the in regular in the on the seventy second hole that is like he hit it and and Dan Hicks was like yeah pretty good effort there and I was like that was an unbelievable shot like he 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 has to get up and down and he just hit a full I think Shane Bacon pointed this out he, he hit a full flop shot and got it to twelve feet and gave himself a chance to to make the putt which he did but yeah and I I felt bad for Sean O'Hare because it was like if that guy wins like nobody's even gonna write about. We would have been mad. I would have been like visibly mad. I have nothing against Sean O'Hare. I really don't. But I was like, this was everything we could have imagined from like a young American golf fan uh, to to get people involved in the game or to attract. If you want to attract new viewers, we needed a Spieth Reed showdown. Like Reed has been really moving the needle lately. Everyone's got a piping hot take on 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 Shane Ryan's story and the lawsuit, potential lawsuit, etc. Going up against Jordan Spieth and the narrative that Spieth can't close, etc. 
<laughs> Sean O'Hare really did try to ruin it. Like, I, I, I do ex- respect the effort. I mean, he had like a 12-footer in the playoff to, to win this thing, and I, I, th- I thought it was going to go in for sure. I was like, there's no way that th- this can really ride out as well as it possibly could for, for someone that, uh, that loves to talk and uh, report on the game as much as we do. Well, in the, the the speed can't close thing is just—it's just preposterous. I mean, <laughs> I, I do think, like, I mean, he's he's twenty one. Like that was his twenty one. That was his sixty fifth. I think it was sixty fifth or sixty sixth event of his life, and he got his second win. I, I mean, I, I do think it was important for him that he kind of. Like, like, he's, like, big on the mental game. Like, I don't know if you saw his interview afterwards, but he was just talking about how he tries to keep all his thoughts positive and he doesn't like any negativity entering in. I thought it was big for him that he kind of proved to himself that he could win after he kind of became this star. Like, like it, like yeah, I'm a star now, but it doesn't really affect me. I'm still going to go out and win tournaments. And so I just think that that, like, will really, you know, provide him with, you know, the the... I don't know. I just think that will like propel him forward. That he's like, I'm, I'm, I am one of the five best players in the world. I am one of the three best players in the world, and and I think he already thought that. But I just think this will give him a ton of confidence for the rest of the season. I mean, he might win two or three more times this year. He could, but that's why quietly, and you know, I'm a huge speed fan. I know you are as well. Like, I didn't really ever want to point out that his only PGA Tour win was the John Deere Classic. Like, it not exactly the most upper echelon PGA Tour event. Um, so it was kind of uh, it was good to get. It would be a lot cooler if this win wasn't at a turn. I mean, it's a great tournament, but if it wasn't called the Valspar Championship, I think it would also resonate a lot bigger that with the uh, with the casual sports fan. I think it's one of the worst named tournaments of all the events we have. But I feel like people just kind of ignore the fact that he won the Hero World Challenge. Yes, it's a field of only eighteen people, and it's not. A, a official PGA Tour event, and that he won the Australian Open. Uh, I get it. That field is not that elite. Granted, Rory McIlroy, Adam Scott are in that field, etc. But it, it, those things, those events happened, and they count as well. It's it's he's 21 and he's won now four four times professionally, and it's time to just stop with these narratives before these guys even get a chance to prove themselves. And I think. We Ricky Fowler's kind of been along the same boat. People criticize him for only having the one win, and it's like these guys don't get any time to develop themselves. I mean, like what, Jason Duffner busted out at like age thirty-four. Like Ricky Fowler's twenty-five. Why can't why can't people just have some patience when it comes to letting young players develop? Well, I, I think the issue there is that people look at, at Patrick Reed and say, well, that guy's won four times. How come Fowler hasn't won more? And, and I think one of the things with Fowler, and I, and I saw the piece on your site, by the way. I haven't read it yet, but uh, by Jake Nichols talking about why Fowler hasn't won, won more. I'm really excited to read it. But, um, you know, Fowler, like, he kind of has pieced together this Phil Mickelson or, or Tiger Woods-like schedule where he only kind of plays the, the big-time events. And... You know, that's not to say that, that um, you know, that's not to take away from what the, the events that Patrick Reed won, but he won the Wyndham, and he won, what was the other one he won before Cadillac? He won the uh, Humana Challenge last year. Yeah, he won Humana, and those are those are fine. I mean, they're, they're not, you know, they're not terrible, but it wasn't like, like I would put, 
uh, winning the Wyndham the same as finishing like top five at, at the Masters and, and, and Fowler's done I mean like it, it just it I don't know I, and I, I understand why people do it like yeah Patrick Reed has won four times and Ricky Fowler has only won once but you have to kind of take a look at the at the bigger picture there and that's what the piece does and for those of you who haven't read it yet Jake Nichols uh, he's Recently been added to the team at No Laying Up. He's uh, got a great his own his own website where he runs these incredible statistical models and really analyzes the the stories behind the narratives. And I I I always harp on narratives. I can't stand when people just try to make something fit into what they are trying to present it as. And Jake takes a fresh approach and he gets an idea in mind and then gets the statistics behind it. And what this article showed was that it just so happens that Rory's, or I'm sorry, Ricky's best performances have come in the biggest events and in the strongest fields, and he's gone up against some of the biggest outliers. So it's showing that on average, yes, he probably should have won two to three events. Like if he would have played better at a Humana or a smaller event like that, he probably would have won it. But his best performances have been wasted on the Open Championship last year, PGA Championship last year, the Memorial in 2010, etc. And so I agree with what you're saying, Kyle, that uh, it's probably as difficult to finish top five in the Masters as it is to win the Humana. However, and I agree, I wouldn't if I was a tour player. Every single person on the planet would rather have the win. They would rather take the win get the two-year exemption and, you know, have the PGA Tour victory on their on their resume than just finishing top five. I get that. The well, point I'm trying to make is that it just because someone doesn't have the wins doesn't mean they don't have the game. Yeah, I agree. And I, I love that you pointed that out about the, the world golf rankings in terms of like, hey, this is, a, this is like an actual indicator of, um, you know, how many people has this person beaten in big tournaments? Like, where, you know, over a period of time. Like, if you use it to judge that, and we don't need it, we don't need to get into world golf rankings. But if you <laughs> use it to don't. judge, if you use it to judge that, then uh, by the way, the other day I was talking to somebody in uh, like so, some for whatever reason the the number sixteen player in the world was casually referenced. I don't even know why. Like somebody just said the number sixteen player in the world. And I was like, I wonder if that's, uh, I was like, who is number 16 right now? Is it, is it uh, Matsuyama? And then I was like, no, I think it's, I think it might be Kuchar. And somebody looked it up and it was Matsuyama. I was just like, I probably shouldn't know like who the, like, like to the, to the, (laughs) (laughs) especially when I think you and I talked last time or I talked with somebody about how. If you, the rankings don't matter if you're in the top 50. Like, there's no benefit to being number one versus number 16 other than vanity. Yet, people get so worked up when it's like, oh, how is Ricky Fowler the 12th ranked player in the world? It's like, <laughs> how is he ranked higher than than Jimmy Walker, who's won three times? It's like, that's not what they do. It's not It's not a power rankings. This is not an ESPN power rankings. By the way, did you see we're one step closer to your dream of, of having like an NFL draft night of uh, the match play championship? Well, um, with the so, World Cup formula? Well, no. There's going to be a blind draw for the, for the pools. Oh, I did not know that. I knew that they were doing the World Cup formula for the round robin, but I didn't know it was going to be a blind draw for it. I figured they'd still seed it. No, they're not. Well, they're seeding the top. So the top sixteen guys get okay. their own get their own pool, and then everything else after that is a blind draw. So, so we could potentially get like a um, 
uh, like a like a Rory McIlroy, Phil Mickelson. Who else is in that like after sixteen range? Maybe like Graham McDowell. I mean, you could you could potentially have like a just a crazy uh, group of death at the at the match play championship, which would be uh, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Throw Robert Streb into there, and you just have a, the dream force. And I'm pretty sure. <laughs> No, I think we've talked about this in the pod before. We have a piece on our site, too, that talks about how awesome it would be if these guys did, like, a draft of some kind. And basically, you could you could go in order of seeds, and you could either pass your pick or pl- pass your placement in the bracket. But basically, if you had priority or pin over someone, and somebody someone goes up on the board, like a, a Tong Chang JD or on, on your... <laughs> Or an Andir Bon Lahiri, and you want that guy in the first round, you can sprint up there and take it. Like, or if you're Patrick Reed and you see Rory go up there, you're going to race up there and take it. You're going to take Rory on in the first round. I'd be worried. I'd be worried with with uh, Lahiri about like like India Twitter. Like, might just might just come out. Like, they might. Like, I don't. I don't even know. Like, they might. They might just destroy you. I don't know how big Twitter is in India, but it might be it might be downhill. Like like what if what if Ian Poulter just like pissed off like the like India? <laughs> there's, a, there's like a billion people there. He'd be in yeah. trouble. Like Ian Poulter, like probably, yeah. I mean, he probably thinks he can just take on like a billion Indians. My favorite take I think that I've read in the last month or so was when I was ripping on um, on the. I've been I've been on a I've been on my soapbox lately talking about the official world golf rankings and how the Europeans this time of year kind of manipulate them and how they get into the official you know the the WGC and they work their way into the Masters by dominating the Asian Tour and the European Tour and I got called a racist just because just because I was tweeting something about Anirban Lahiri They're like oh so you just you're just going to be racist about this and you you he doesn't deserve to be there because he's Indian <laughs> so, I was like what. You're like, yeah, that's definitely the point. That's exactly what I said. That's exactly what I said. It should only be Americans in these events. Absolutely. Uh, it is. It is interesting because, and this this is a touchy this is a touchy subject for us. But our our friend Jake Nichols, to bring him up again, uh, wrote about how you know a lot of these guys that that and you just mentioned it, but get their their, their world rankings boosted in non PGA Tour events. Are kind of overrated, so to speak. Um, and one of the people that's in that group. Don't say it. Nope, don't say it. Is Brooks Kepka. No, don't say it. Come on. Come on. Let me make my own narrative here. Come on. Now, <laughs> he did come over and win in his. his was, it his was that his first event in the U.S.? Like, um, no. Well, he had starts in the fall series. So okay. First, first start of 2015, he just showed up and won the damn thing. So. Well, he, he he had starts in the fall series, but then he went between then and and the Phoenix Open. He won the uh, the because the Turkish Open was yeah. after the fall series. Wasn't yep, it? you're right. Yeah, but, but yeah. my defense of that is he. So he came over at like ranked 34th in the world or whatever. Yeah. Um, but he has risen his world ranking since being here. So that's my defense of that. Yeah, he was probably maybe slightly inflated from from. Uh, you know, well, the problem I have is the guys that win these really weak field events, okay, that get these, like, so the winner this week of the, I put this in our preview piece, the winner of the Madeira Islands Open will get more world ranking points this week 
than Henrik Stenson got for finishing one shot out of the playoff in the Valspar. And the there is one player inside the top 50 in the world playing in the Madeira Islands Open this week. I think uh, George Kotze is on pace to win like his sixth straight event on the European Tour. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna match he's gonna break Byron Nelson's record of winning consecutive <laughs> events on the European Tour, and still no one will have heard of him in the U.S. We're gonna look up, and he's gonna be like number three in the world in, in like July. <laughs> Well, I, somebody just alerted me to this today. They made a comment on our preview that Bubba was asked about being ranked behind Rory in the in the World Golf Rankings, and Bubba was like, "Oh, well, you know, he's got those European Tour victories." Wow! <laughs> so wow. initially, I was like, "Oh, is this is this prop points for Bubba? Did he actually like make a decent point here?" But I looked it up, and the only two Euro Tour wins that count for Rory right now are the BMW PGA, which is a, a strong field European event, and also, like, I think, one in Abu Dhabi, or, or uh, one of the ones in the in the UAE, which is also a strong field event. So It was the uh, the Desert Dubai Classic. Yeah, you're right. You're the right. One they won. Probably screw that up. But, um, Not that Bubba would know either, anyway, either, you know, either way. Yep, I actually, I, I'm pretty sure I thought that Abu Dhabi and Dubai were the same city until like six months ago. So. <laughs> But just to clarify, my beef is with these these small European tour events that, you know, Brennan Grace has won like six of these things, and <laughs> it gets brought up that like he only guys under age twenty six with this many wins are Rory so and so and Brennan Grace. I'm like, no, that's not the same thing. Like, yes, there are legitimate European tour events, but man, there are some tough ones this time of year. Well, this is this goes back, and I've been I've written this piece like three years in a row, and and you always talk about how Greg Norman said it, but a world tour, like it's not we're not that far from having it anyway, and you know I I understand that like American like if you do it you might like you run the risk of going the way of tennis in terms of like nobody in America cares about like a tennis event in the Philippines or whatever, but. It just, I don't know, like, I think it would be so fun, and I love, you know, golf at different, you know, middle of the night, wake up to, whatever, like, I, I don't know, it just it just seems like, I mean, this would be like killing an ant with a, you know, AK-47, but it seems like that, this, it seems like that, that would be a solution to this, <laughs> maybe you're the only one that cares about this issue, but like, this issue of people getting too many world rankings. <laughs> was that that, that I, I the old classic saying of killing an ant with an AK forty seven? I'm going to copyright that if you use that in your in your no laid out post. Just just a hat tip to to me. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. My my beef with these is it's not it's not a serious issue. But 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 at the same time, like Tong Tong Chai, Chai I can't even say it. <laughs> Tong Chai Chai D and Anirban Lahiri are going to be playing in the Masters this year, and Harris English probably isn't. Is the and, barn rat playing in the Masters? Uh, I don't think the barn rat is playing in the Masters. I, I, I don't. I'd be shocked. I don't even know if he's still inside the top one hundred of the world rankings. But so him and Tiger, same same trajectory right now. He's playing this week, though. He's playing in Bay Hill, which I'm kind of confused by. But I have no idea how he's in. That. Robert Gamez is playing at Bay Hill. By the way, I just read that article. He, 
Yeah, he's got a lifetime. Apparently, the, the Bale's like the Masters. Like, you get a lifetime exemption if you've won it. It's an invitational, so basically Arnie can decide whoever the hell he wants to play. In I'm surprised Arnie's not playing. I'm surprised that uh, he only has one grandson playing in it. <laughs> I was getting ready to make the... Uh, <laughs> how many years in a row will Granted, he's actually like turned into a, a halfway decent player. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm not here to make fun of somebody's uh, somebody's golf playing abilities, unless unless I'm being racist about. Uh... <laughs> do, you any, do you have Do you have any? Uh, not to change the subject, but do you have any lingering thoughts from from Cadillac? Um. Well, thank you for saving me from saying something horribly racist. But uh, <laughs> any any takeaways from Cadillac? Is that what you said? Yeah, the re- it was a leading question. I just want to talk about how much I don't like Doral. And yeah, it's especially, and, and I know, like, it got overblown. Like, everybody, like, Snedeker's caddy went on Twitter and like, said it's the worst course he's ever caddied at. <laughs> like, I find that a little bit hard to believe, but. I'm a big uh, fan of hyperbole, so. <laughs> you know what, you know what the question, I should I, I, I if I ever do recaps again, which I've been lazy and not done tournament recaps, but I wanted to say, it kind of felt like. I used to play a lot of Tiger Woods EA Sports video games, and it kind of felt like one of those like created courses. The Highlands, yeah, like one of those fantasy courses that just it just really awkwardly designed and has water in weird places. You got to hit it over the helicopter on like number eight. (laughs) Yeah, it's just like uh, to have Trump so associated with it and. Hearing all these players, I thought the complaints were very subtle about it, but and just like Trump just completely brushing it off, it's like, the players love it. It's phenomenal. It's like I, you you can't have a guy that's the face of it that people are like that afraid to like stand up to and like challenge and and you know I don't know. At some point, this these these World Golf Championships need to be World Golf Championships. And not just played in Miami, Florida every year. Like that's not this is not a world golf championship. All it is is a money grab. These guys come from all over the world that you know aren't used to playing this style of golf, and they get ejected. I mean, the bottom half of the leaderboard was I made the point it was all guys that don't play on the PGA Tour. Like this is just a PGA Tour event that is that just slaps this title in the front of it, and some guys come from overseas to you know with 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 an open bag of money with. Uh, just a just a knapsack for Trump to dump the money in, and then they go back home. A knapsack to d- yeah. That's just I have so I have so many thoughts right now, but let's start with our friend uh, from Japan, Hiroki Hiroyuki. How do you say that? Hiroyuki Fujita. You're racist, but yes. He he goes 75, 83, 78, 79. I'll take my 45K and head back to whatever. He's, I mean, he doesn't play on the PGA Tour, does he? No, no. So he finished 36 shots out of first place. Um, yeah, World Golf Championships, baby. Yeah, it's not good. The thing about... I, so I read this about, um, about the course, and this just pisses me off because... It, it was. It had to do. I think it was during uh, Tim Fincham's uh, press conference, but he was talking about how how Trump was like was like pissed after day two because it wasn't long enough, and 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 the course wasn't long enough. And Fincham was like, "Yeah, well, like my guys are going to handle it. Like they set up courses and they do a pretty good job." And it's like, well, why is why is Donald Trump like like running thing? Like like what like what is this? Like he thinks. 
he thinks Pinehurst is a joke, and so we just like let him run supposedly one of the nine or ten biggest tournaments of the season. Like this is, I don't know. It, it, I just I, I hated everything about it. It's just so contrived. Like I don't know. You would think putting all the best golfers on on a course at the same time would make for a great tournament, but I I don't know what it is about those events that just lacks any character. Like. Like that should not be a worse tournament than the Valspar. And granted, we were pretty lucky with the players we ended up with the Valspar. But like, I don't know. It's just not um, something missing. I don't really know how to solve it, other than the fact that I would love if these actual world events were played around the world. I mean, but at the same time, like they have the event in China every year, and no one really shows up for that. And so Bubba finally gets to win one of them, basically. And Ian Poulter even won that one. So that's obviously, <laughs> obviously my least favorite uh, of, of the WGCs. But I don't know. Some, something but, missing. I don't have a, and I don't have the quick fix. I usually have a half break idea, but I don't have one. The random um, great Twitter or tweet of the last like month was Ian Poulter uh, talking trash about the 44k he <laughs> earned at. Uh, at Valspar to to the I mean what I don't, you commented on it but it was just like what I, I don't even know like why why is he respond like why is he still on Twitter I don't get it man I really don't get it like he literally will he'll just I don't know somebody will compliment him and he'll do like the manual retweet and res, like public response that no one has any business reading like no one cares somebody that gave him some tip on a Ferrari. So he retweets it with the, with a public comment to his 1.8 million followers. Like, oh, send me your info. I'll respond. Like, why why do 1.8 million people need to see that at all? Why can't you just respond to the guy that's trying to help you out with something? Yeah, it's it's not good. Um, people wonder you why see, I hate him. And you, you want to know why I'm a big Brooks Kepka fan? He won the Turkish Open and he won in, in Phoenix. Who are the two people he beat in that? You know the answer to this. It was Ian Poulter and it was Bubba Watson. So, <laughs> so when people wonder why I wear Brooks Kepka pajamas, that's why. I still can't get over the eagle he made on the back nine at that Turkish Open. Um, I think it was like on 11, number 11 or number 12. He just murdered a three-wood from out of the fairway. And, and hit a putt. I mean, he just—it was like to eight it, feet. It was like a, it was like a, it was nothing. It, it felt like a routine birdie on a short par three. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, we talk, we g chat about this way too much, but he he just like walks around like he's like, yeah, I'm supposed to be one of the one of the twenty best players in the world. Let's, you know, where are we playing this week? He looks incredibly prepared for this. Um, he hasn't played great since he won in Phoenix, but. He's shown, like, let's see, he shot 78 first round of the Honda, then followed it with, like, 64. He's He got out to the early lead at the Farmers, and then he had a five-putt that kind of unwound him a little bit. But, like, he's shown that it definitely was not a fluke. It's not a fluke, his rise. I may have gotten a little bit excited thinking that he could kind of be, I think I even wrote this, like, more talented and maybe better than Spieth which I, I know there's a delete function on Word, in WordPress that I could probably erase that if I wanted to. but uh, So I may have got a little ahead of myself, but he really does have the dominant skill of length. And when his driver is on, kind of the same way when Rory's driver's on and Bubba's driver's on, I think he can dominate a certain style of course that is, I mean, pretty similar to those guys, the, 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 the types of courses that those guys dominate. But I, I, I would, I'm still going to, I'll bet that he wins another tournament in 2015. 
So I, I have somebody sources hashtag sources here. Um, <laughs> Somebody who is is pretty close to all these kind of young guys, and I asked him to kind of rank the young Americans, and you know, like who who's who's the best one. And he he's like, you're not gonna. He, he goes, you won't believe me on this. And, and this is somebody who's like been around them, watched them play, like been out there or whatever. Mm-hmm. He said that Kepka is better than Speed. Like think- he, like like he, he didn't he didn't even really he, he didn't hesitate. He was just like Kepka's he's he's a better golfer than Speed. I still don't really get why uh, Spieth is as good as he is. I've tried to look into it, and it's just that he's incredibly well-rounded. And this year, he's actually struck the ball. I don't have the numbers in front of me. I think he struck the ball a lot better than he did last year, statistically. Because last year, I mean, his ball striking last year was he was only around maybe 60th in strokes gained T to green last year. And maybe, I should probably just look this up so I'm not spouting bullshit, but... (laughs) I mean, <laughs> he he was not like elite in either putting or ball striking, and he wasn't that, you know, he wasn't like a coocher. Like, I'm really good at both these things, even though they're not a special skill. And that's why I think you and I had the conversation once that we think that like that Kepka has this special ball striking skill, and he also happens to be a really good putter. That that he could be, he has maybe more talent than speed. Whether or not he realizes that or not is the question. Um, but yeah, I just pulled up the stat page for Spieth, and I'm actually dead wrong. So I might be—he <laughs> was 38th in tee degree strokes gained last year, and 20th in putting. So maybe, maybe I'm just completely off base on this one. Well, no, I, I see where it, it feels like Captain's sort of like a like a middle class man's uh, Rory. Like no, he hits. I like that. <laughs> Well, he, not a poor yeah. man's. We're not saying poor man's. No, the poor man's worry is that kid that that uh, on the web dot area on the uh, that played the Puerto Rico Open that's hitting it like three. He, he he's averaging like three fifty off the tee right now. Did you see this, Brandon Heggie, That guy. Yes. Oh, he's I love this guy. Love he's this averaging three fifty off it. Look look it up. Look up the 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 driving distance leaders right now. <laughs> I'm so excited right now. So that guy's a poor man's Rory, and and Kepka is like a middle class man's Rory. And I'm with you on Speed though. Like I feel like I don't know who to compare Speed to, but it's just like you said you, it best. This I think it was you that tweeted this week that said like just watching him is like really stressful. Yeah, it is. It stresses me out. The, the last three holes of, of Valspar, like I wanted to, there to at least be a playoff or something, and it was just like. It, it was so stressful. Like every shot, he acts like, and I'm not saying this negatively because I love the dude. I think he's awesome, but he just acts like every shot is to win a, a tournament. And, and in that case, it kind of was. But it's it's just uh, you know he's all over the place. He's scrambling. It, it's it's fun. It's certainly entertaining. But um, I just think that I think mentally, people talk about how he like kind of loses it mentally sometimes. I actually think that mentally he's pretty strong, and, and I think that that's um, one of the best parts of of his game. And and you know, he like you said, he's not elite at one thing, but he's just really good at everything. Yeah, I I just I wonder if it's like his post shot antics that make me so nervous. Like when he's standing over a tee shot, like near the end of that tournament, I just didn't have confidence it was going in the fairway. I just was like. I'm anticipating the extreme tour sauce that's going to follow this, and the the third person. Damn it, Jordan! What are you not over there? You can't do that. <laughs> like full essays after he hits a shot right in front of the microphones. But I mean, I do love him. I I I uh, I, I don't. 
I don't know. He's, but at the same time, it's so hard to be critical of a guy that's 21 at all. Like, I, I, I uh, he's still supposed to be in college. Like, he, he, I just don't. He doesn't. His talent doesn't pop out to in front of my eyes as far as like physical ability to hit the ball. But his the sum of all parts is obviously outstanding. I mean, he's one of the top ten players in the world. Yeah, no, he's great. I'm trying to find this Brandon Hagee thing. I can't find it. it his, I tried to pull it too. His stats won't pull up because he's not a member of the PGA Tour. I'm pretty sure. Uh, did he just get an exemption into the uh, into Puerto Rico? Yeah, he played in Riviera too. He. He might even still be in college. Do we don't we don't we we don't we have no idea what we're talking about. Right no now. idea what we're talking about. Not only that, no one listening to this cares either. So this is we'll definitely have to move on. What do you say we talk about Augusta National and the Masters? I wanted to ask you first of all, did you see that I do want to talk about Augusta. Did you see that um Trump is exploring running for president? I saw that today. Yeah. Um I mean it's uh, you <laughs> He's going to be dropping some fire takes, some <laughs> bar- barrel fire takes when he comes out and ready for president. <laughs> I mean, it, I, it's going to be like PFT commenter level takes. Like, it's going to be, I'm actually like kind of looking forward to it. This is going to be a comical part of American history. What's your, uh, what's your favorite uh, hole at Augusta? You've been... You've been to? Did you go to practice round? Yeah, just or, a practice round. Yeah. What was What was your favorite hole? And, and I mean, also from like watching on TV. I think fifteen, um, just because of the theater that that maybe it's partially it's skewed by you. You know this. My like my favorite shot in Masters history probably is Tiger hitting the five iron from the top of the hill in two thousand ten to like five feet and doing like the laziest. Most subtle club twirl ever as he stuck it. Like just that that theater where you can see 16 in the background and they're so close that you have no choice but to know exactly what's going on in the hole next to you. Like if you're putting on 16, you and you're playing fifth. Somebody's putting on 16 and somebody's playing 15. You got to wait. Like you can't do your shot at the same time because of how deafening the roar is going to be. Either way, I think that that theater just sets up so incredibly well that I'm just. There's a, there's a few courses on tour that kind of do mimic that, that actually have that really exciting finish. Like Scottsdale has a really, really exciting finish. Obviously Sawgrass does, but I'm just more, I'm surprised that so many golf courses choose to end on a difficult, kind of boring par four. And Augusta is actually no different than that. I mean, the excitement kind of stops after 16. I think 17 and 18 are, are challenging holes, but there's not a whole lot to either of them. But in, in general, 15 is my favorite. What about you? Um, I really like 10. Like, I, I think, I think 10 is just so fun and, and really underrated. People like watching it on TV, you can't really tell like what the shots are. I mean, you, you can kind of see that it goes left and you have to, you know, you have to turn your ball over and whatever, but just the, and I think you and Ashley may have talked about this, just the, um, just how steep downhill, like downhill that, that hole goes. It's just, I don't know. It's crazy. But I mean, I'm I'm also very partial to 16. I've I've sat there for you know growing up. I went five or six times, and I sat there every year. Um, and it's it's so fun because you can see you can see people coming into 15, which is awesome. Like you you can you can see like you can see Tiger up on top of the hill, and then you can just tell by how the the crowd reacts, like whether you know how close his his second shot was into the green. 
Um, and then him marching down with the club twirl and all that stuff. But yeah, so I'm 10 and 16 are, are probably both, um, you know, in the, in the running for me. Well, so what I love about them and it's, it sounds weird to say, but like playing them on the video game, honestly, the, the masters part, the Augusta national part of the video game can teach you so much about the course cause they nail so many details. No, I'm not trying to say this actually mimics playing the actual course at those green speeds, etc. But you just know that with certain pin positions, some of these holes are phenomenal. Like 16, the Sunday pin position, all you have to do is hit a good shot to catch that slope, and you are in a great birdie position. However, it's not easy to hit that, and if you miss, you have taken yourself out of birdie. Like if you don't catch the slope, and if you end up right of the hill on 16 or... If you end up in the bunker or in the water, obviously, you, 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 you've, you've, you've ruined your chance at birdie. But all you got to do is hit a good shot. It's going to take that slope and get close to the pin. But it's, it's, such a, it's a litmus test of, of your stones come 16 on Sunday. It's like not that difficult to hit an 8-iron and catch that slope, but it's, the, it's a true incredible test of your nerves. Yeah, it really is. By the way, I've been consumed for the last five minutes by finding these brain and Higgy stats. Like I'm not even, I'm not even paying attention to what you're saying. <laughs> We're talking about the masters, the biggest <laughs> tournament on the planet. And you're searching for stats for some guy that's not even on the PGA tour. The Puerto Rico open, Brandon Hagee three, his average, his average driving distance, three, 323 in round one, 299 in round two, 327 in round three. And three eighteen in round four. That's absurd. What was your what's your favorite Brandon Hagee shot in history? <laughs> Has he hit a, a shot in like a real PGA tour event? I don't even know. <laughs> he played the Northern Trust this year. I think he did play oh, well yeah. too. Yeah, you're right. How dare you? Um, how dare you say okay. Puerto Rico's not a real PGA I'm, tour? I'm back. I'm back. I I was I was gone for a while. <laughs> Let's talk about Lee Westwood and Augusta. Yeah, that's what I was actually going to bring up next. I tweeted some stats today that there's six guys on the PGA Tour that are top 30 in both ball striking, tee to green strokes gained, and in putting. One of them is Lee Westwood. And, oh, by the way, Lee Westwood's finished top 11 in each of the last five Masters, including a runner-up finish, and I think top seven in four of the five. And he's 65-1 to one right now. I mean... I think he's been quiet. He has no top 10s this year. He has top 25s in every event he's played. But I'm, I'm, like, I'm confused as to why he has like the same odds as Hunter Mahan right now. <laughs> Hunter Mahan is like 18 over at, at the uh, at Doral, by the way. What but, happened to um, that guy? But yeah, go ahead. I, I, he's, it's been all downhill since the awkward uh, uh, incident at the uh, what tournament was that at when his wife came on the green and like <laughs> the was, Barclays when he won yeah that was so weird I will never forget that it was bizarre <laughs> um, no we, we so I do a lot of so every time every year around the Masters every year I, this is my third year um, the last two years around the Masters I get a lot of um, like people want to do like radio stuff, like they want to have me on talk about the map, and that's not like a brag. Like most of these are like Humble morning, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. morning zoo, like you know, people who are like literally don't know any other golfers besides Tiger. But yep. um, I always bring up Lee Westwood because it's my favorite. He's so, and I looked at it this year. My one, my, probably my favorite stat so far this year about the Masters in the last five Masters, the best um, accumulated score 
over the last five years is Lee Westwood at 30 under. The second best is Adam Scott at 25 under. Um, and there's only been like seven guys that have made the cut each of the last five years. Like he should have won a Masters by now. He should have. I think the counter argument to the stat I brought up of him finishing top 11 every year is like to win the Masters, you don't necessarily have to be super consistent. You have to have an ability to take your game to the next level. Wow, that's probably the worst cliche you could possibly imagine. But like, it, it's it's Bubba has the ability to go run away with the thing, or I think just take it take it at one hole at a time. Yeah, take it one hole at a time, one shot at a time. Putting <laughs> is really important there too. Uh, Bubba won it in 2012, then finished 50th in 2013, and then won it pretty easily last year. Like, you have to be able to dominate the course in a certain way. And like, Adam Scott finished what, 15th or something the year before he won it. So it's not like just finishing top 10 every year. Wes has never really been that close to winning it, you know? And it's, I don't know, it, it is, he's, uh, he's obviously still a long shot to win it. I just thought 65 to 1, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Brand Snedeker's 28 to 1. Like, you're telling me he's, that Brand Snedeker has double the chance that Lee Westwood has to win the Masters? Well, it, it's interesting because Bubba is a guy, I mean, he, I think he, he only has like four or five top tens ever in majors, and seriously, like he, he's like three out two at Augusta and like one or two at like the U.S. Like he might as well just not even play the British anymore. Well, yeah, like if, just... if there's water on the club face, bro, then <laughs> we know exactly how that's going to turn out. Uh, but yeah. By the way, speaking of odds, how about Adam Scott at eighteen to one this week at Bay Hill? That's interesting. He should have won it last year. He shot he like should, 76 he, in the final round, didn't he? Yeah, he did He did shoot 70. He shot 62 in the first round, 76 in the final round. But Henrik Stinson's 9-1 to one and, and Adam Scott's 18. I, did, I didn't understand that. Uh, um, I think he kind of uh, – he he struggled a little bit with the putter the second half of the uh, of uh, the Doral, didn't he? Or am I thinking of somebody different? No, uh, he was like 12th in strokes and putting that week. Okay. And maybe, maybe he was first in the first two days and like 30th in the second two, but – Okay. Yeah, maybe. I'm um, yeah, on the Masters, I'm I'm in on Lee Westwood. Uh, I I just I, I feel bad. For, like I I want him to win a major. You know, like he he's getting how old is, is he? Like 40, 42, 41. I mean, he's like Tiger's age, isn't he? Yeah, he's he's a little older than Tiger, I think. Yeah, but I mean, the problem is we haven't really he hasn't really been. I don't know. He hasn't been in the mix really in the last like year and a half. I feel like he used to be. A, what was it? He almost won the year Mickelson won the British. That was like really the last time I felt like we saw him in a big event come anywhere close. Yeah, it is. I, I, I do wonder if he's going to pull like a Darren Clark and, and, you know, once he gets out of, I mean, I guess he kind of is out of his prime, but in the next couple of years, you're like, oh yeah, Lee Westwood, and he ends up winning a, a, a PGA or a British Open or something like that. Um I don't know. I, I I do I do like him at sixty five to one. I just don't know. Like when it comes down to it, I just I just don't really see him. You know, I don't really see Bubba slipping the green jacket onto Lee Westwood. You know. Yeah, it's hard to picture that as well. But I, I, well, again, I pointed this. I saw, told this to Shane Bacon today on Twitter. I was like, the only chance Lee has to win. I mean, we all know that Patrick Reed is gonna win the Masters, but if he screws up his scorecard and Westwood was f- finished in second. And he gets disqualified. That's the only way I can picture Westwood winning the Masters. History tells us that that's not uh, that's not far fetched. Patrick Reed screwing up his scorecard. If they have to text the scores in, which I mean, the Masters, you know, they, they they do things a little on the edge. You know, they're not very traditional there. So 
if they uh, if they have a new system where you need to text your scores in, then that that opens up that opens the field wide up. Do you do you think uh, Patrick Reed will outdrive Gary Player in the ceremonial first tee <laughs> shot? <laughs> oh God, I think I joked. I, I made a joke about him being in that group um, and then talking trash to to Nicholas, just being like. Hey Jack, do you know there uh, used to be a fruit farm, fruit fruit nursery out here? Jack's like, what? Where? Yeah, in between my drive and yours, old man. <laughs> I forgot who said this, and I wish I remembered. Because um, I want to get it might have I don't know I don't know who it was I want to give him credit, but um, somebody said maybe you said it. Somebody said that uh, Patrick Reed's gonna win and then put the green jacket on himself. Yeah, it was me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm honestly maybe like Patrick Reed could retire tomorrow, and I'd be probably 24 to 36 months away from fully running that joke into the ground. Like I could keep going with this one for as long as I'm. Like, Twitter will physically allow me to keep tweeting about it. I can't wait. I don't know what he did. Did he make the cut last year at Augusta? Um, I don't know the answer to that. But he's going to win the Masters. He's going to win the Masters. I've already, I've, I've already planned a vacation with my winnings from him winning the Masters. It's just a matter of time. I can't wait. It's going to be, it's going to be incredible. By the way, what is your, in all seriousness, what is your dream uh, final? So, like, at the PGA last year, we got um, – actually, who, who did play with Rory in that final group? Was it Weisberger? Yeah, it was Weisberger. So – those two aside, we got a great ending. But who's your dream final four? So final two pairings uh, at on Sunday at Augusta this year. Um, for financial reasons, I'd like to see Reed and Rory and have Reed win it. Uh, actually, if that's the case, I'd, if for financial reasons, I'd rather it be Reed and Derek Ernst going head to head. For my putting my fanhood or my uh, my wallet aside, um, I think I don't know. I'd like to see. Uh, it's that's a good. It's a tough question because there's a lot of people I would I'd love to see win it. I'd love to see Rory with a chance at the Rory Slam. Um, so I'd love to see him win. I want to see him win a Masters to begin with. I want to see him complete the career Grand Slam. I want to see Spieth break out though and win a major. I want to see Fowler break out and win a major. So I, I don't know I, any combo of the. That's the thing about. The Spieth Reed playoff is I was really just rooting against O'Hare. I'd have been fine with either Reed or Spieth winning that thing, regardless of how I feel about Reed and the allegations and whatnot. I still think he's I think he's good for the game, and I I still find myself rooting for him, even though I probably shouldn't. So I I, I, I don't know. I'd like to see Reed in the mix too. So how is that for a political horrible towing the lines? I don't even know what your answer. Was. I don't. I didn't. I didn't give you an answer. I don't have one. What's all right? What's yours? <laughs> Uh, I mean, ultimately, it's it's um, it's Tiger and Rory in the final group. Yeah, I, for, I honestly literally forgot about Tiger. I was <laughs> and then right behind them, uh, probably Phil and Fowler. That would be an implosion. Like that would that would melt. Twitter would absolutely melt. It would. It would. I mean, and and again, dream scenario. Like not, the. This could never happen because Tiger's either not going to play or not going to make the cut. But um, 
it, it would be unbelievable. Like, I don't even, <clears throat> I, I would have to, like, I, I don't know. I'd need, like, two weeks off to recover from that. It would be it would be the PGA Championship, but, like, times, times, yeah, times 10. Eight. Yeah, you'd have yeah. to you'd have to be typing with other mitts on because you just would be <laughs> burning yourself from the fire takes that be coming from everyone on the planet. I'd have to get some of those mittens that, uh, <laughs> like, you can... You, that you can like type on your phone. <laughs> you know what I'm talking. Like by the way, who, exactly. who like what? Who people buy them apparently, but yeah. like why and who? I there. Well, you live in you live in Texas, so you don't deal with the snow. Some of us in cold weather want to be able to text with our gloves on outside. Uh, I I I do not own a pair of them, but I would I would I would use them if I if I got a pair, I would use them. If that's the final four, you will see a picture on Twitter of me, and I will find a way to get Ian Poulter's mittens from the uh, from the Ryder Cup. And I'll just you're going to refuse to leave your man's position though, and to send your wife out. Look, honey, I have a very specific request. I need you to go find me some oven mitt gloves to type with. If you have to eBay those things and one day one day FedEx them, I don't even I don't even care. Just give give me those mittens. Drop the kids off with the babysitter. I don't care what you have to do. Uh, yeah, it, it would be amazing, and and I you know I don't know that we don't need to get in the tiger. I don't know that we're ever getting a tiger in anybody final pairing on a Sunday, but I I, I want um. I want one Tiger Rory or Tiger Phil final pairing at a major, um, just just one just one time, one more time. Let me enjoy it one more time, and then I'll I'll be good. I'll be I'm done. fine with even a fake out. Like, um, what was it, 2011, that he made the eagle on eight, or one of the I don't remember what. Yeah, year. no, no, no. Okay, 2011. It I just, was. I just yep. read this. He 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 went birdie at. I think birdie six seven eagle eight thirty one on the front nine and he was like one back exactly like even a fake out like that I mean he I think he finished four back of Schwartzel but I mean just some just something you know like Ashley and I talked about Ashley Mayo and I I just talked about this in the last podcast it's like if he's gonna be there I want to see a top twenty five I don't want to see what we saw in Phoenix and uh, in San Diego like but I, I don't know what about is he playing what do you what's your, what do you think. Well, I wrote the other day that I think no. Um, I, I don't. I don't know that I actually believe that though. Like, it, I mean, I, I kind of believe it, but there's just a part of me that just finds it just impossible to believe that a non um, no injury, no, a non injured apparently Tiger is going to skip a, the Masters. I mean, when he's when he's I'm still under forty. Like I just. Ah. But but the, the 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 I forgot I think Jason Silver wrote this like his kryptonite it, Jason Silver wrote his kryptonite is embarrassment like he yeah. doesn't want he doesn't want to go there and, and just become you know go go pull a um, uh, oh, what's his name that shot one hundred and six um, who was it he he was playing into like his eighties and he shot one hundred and five oh I think uh, it was Billy Casper I think Billy Casper yeah, yeah. shot one hundred and six like he doesn't I mean he's not going to shoot one hundred and six but he doesn't want to go there and shoot like an eighty three in the first round and then what like do you withdraw like what 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 happens after that Yeah I mean honestly I, I uh, Ash and I talked about this as well that you know you get kind of sick of the Tiger takes but the will he play in the Masters thing is actually really fascinating to me because. I am I'm pretty much back and forth on it day by day. Like 
I can't picture his game being ready. I think he knows that. But can you just skip a major when you're not injured? I mean, I personally don't think his back was nearly as hurt as enough to withdraw in San Diego. I mean, that's kind of a, a, a... a tough thing to accuse somebody of of kind of faking that injury, but I mean, we it's all a tepid saw. Take. We all what's that? It's a tepid take. Yeah, <laughs> we all saw the status of his game and knew he didn't belong out there. Um, I mean, you you can't. He can't think that he can win. Uh, the quiet part, yeah, his chipping was was so bad. But do you have? Do you notice how many times he had to chip because he was missing greens? Like he wasn't striking it well either. He wasn't close. Yeah, so it's two-way misses, Johnny. Um, He's got a five-way it, miss going right now. It, it was it was weird because watching him at the uh, at the at the Hero World Challenge, I throw the sponsor in there uh, in December. Uh, his swing looked good, and so after that, me and and our, our buddy Adam Sarson were like. We both we actually both picked Tiger to win the Masters. Uh, Sarson sticking to it too. <laughs> I'm backing away from that one faster than uh, <laughs> than seeing that snake popping out of that that, that golf hole in the ground. But uh, it, it's just it, I don't know. Like I don't know what happened to his swing between then and and Phoenix and 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 tour. Like I just. It's just none of it adds up. Like you've said this before, but the chipping thing—it's like, like people don't talk about that enough. It would be like if LeBron, not even LeBron, it'd be like if Steph Curry like couldn't even hit the rim on a free throw. Yeah, it's like that's that's what it would be like, and is. and and it, it's just like it, it's so bizarre. Like it does not make any sense whatsoever. It's not like this is um, well, not to pick on him, but our friend Derek Ernst, like. It's, it's not like Derek Ernst forgot how to chip like that. I would. Poor by the way, is he is he getting in? He's not getting in the Masters. No. Well, he almost did. What on Sunday? How? Well, if he would have won Valspar. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he finished twenty fourth. He was not that close to winning the, the Valspar. He ended up twenty. Oh man, I didn't know that. I just knew that he. Oh gosh, uh, poor poor Derek Ernst. No, you made the joke last year. It was my like my favorite tweet of the Masters. Was, <laughs> what did what did Craig Stadler and Derek Ernst have in common? They're both playing their last Masters. I think it got like three retweets. Yeah, nobody liked it but me. <laughs> oh, we're bad people. God, we're bad. Uh, but yeah, it's not like Derek Ernst is forgetting how to chip. It's it's Tiger Woods. Like it's just it's it's crazy. It just I, I amazed don't. me how disinterested he seemed. I mean, in Phoenix, when he just hit a wayward drive and he just looked down and start walking, like it didn't even I don't know. It didn't even look like he cared. And then he he's back at Lindsay's ski event without a tooth. Like the next week, like I don't know. Something's really what if, really. What, not what about this? Out. What if he like breaks up with Lindsay like next week, and then he just rolls down Magnolia Lane with like with like three women and like just bring, so, sorry I'm not sorry. Yeah, he's like I don't even care. Like brings him to the press conference. Billy Payne's like what what's who are who are they like do they have <laughs> Billy Payne's up in a coronary. <laughs> like how how uh, and then he goes out and shoots like sixty four in the first round. That talk about the takes like those <laughs> takes would be unbelievable. Uh, I mean, uh, again, yeah, I don't know what I'm rooting for for whether or not he plays in the Masters. I mean, a part of me thinks no. I mean, I'd rather just have this be be the Rory show and uh, 
and just let's do this. I'm ready for it though, man. Three weeks away. Three weeks away. I'm I'm fired up. I can't wait. Are we getting our picks in right now? Or are we gonna do something else? No, I'm Patrick Reed. Patrick Wayne's gonna win the Masters. I'm sick. <laughs> oh, of I forgot. I forgot. It already happened. Yeah, it's, already, already, it's already happened. He's already he's gonna show up and he's gonna pull a shooter McGavin. My jacket size is a 44 long, and my right arm's a little bit longer than my left. That's what's gonna happen. <laughs> I hope he brings like a, um, I don't know who his sponsor is, but like a, a portable Bose uh, speaker thing to the to the green jacket ceremony and just and just blasts his uh, who's the who's the band that he's into? No, he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna pass the headphones to Billy Payne as part of the ceremony and ask him to check out his mixtape. That's what's gonna happen. <laughs> check out my mixtape; it's fire. Trust me. <laughs> The other okay, I'm taking Rory. Yeah. If Tiger plays, I, I'll. I'm not going to pull a Sarson. I'm backing away from that one. Uh, but I'm taking Rory, and I think the I think one of the underrated stories, and I, it, it's crazy to me that people aren't talking about this more. We're eight rounds from the Rory Slam. Yeah, uh, I mean, the issue I have is Rory's best Masters finish was last year's backdoor tie for eighth. Like, yeah, he was close, you know, in 2011 when he had the three-shot lead going in the final round, but he obviously had that meltdown. But, like, Rory hadn't really been there back nine Masters with the pressure on him. And, well, the one time it was on him, it was a complete meltdown. I know he's learned a lot from that, and he's, his game has come a long way from that. But we saw it a little bit with Speed last year. No back nine birdies, I don't think. It just that that it takes a little bit of extra stone that that uh, that back nine. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm not fully confident in Rory at, at Augusta yet. And I th- I'm, a, I'm maybe a little bit uh, skewed by his results these first two tournaments, which haven't been stellar. Uh, he had a good good run near the end of Doral to get to make it respectable, but miscut at the Honda and not really be competitive at Doral. This is his last rep that he's getting before Augusta. I don't know. I'd, uh, I don't know. I'd like to see a little bit more. And the fact that he said out loud, "I can't hit the ball right to left right now." If he's if he's acknowledging that mentally, that just doesn't leave me with a good feeling. Yeah, that was a little weird. I, I mean, the argument there is that since 2011, um, I don't know what he did in, in 2012, but then 2013 was just a bad year. Um, 2014 started off bad until he until he. <laughs> The, the the takes are, are still piping, but until he uh, broke up with Wozniacki and then he won the, uh, the BMW PGA and, and obviously turned it on. So I think this is a different Rory than we've seen in the past at Augusta, maybe. Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, it's hard for me to imagine him not being in the at least in the in the conversation going to the weekend, I, maybe he won't win it, but I th- I think he'll. I just think he's I just think he's better than everybody right now. Like I just think his his talent is better than everybody else's talent, and that's not a, you know he's not going to win every time out, but I just feel like it's it's I just feel like he's going to be there. Yeah, I mean, I did this last year too. We did all this build up to the Masters, and I didn't even mention Bubba by name. Like, I didn't even like acknowledge him. Like. We just keep like we keep trying to you know find what we want to happen and we forget or we just don't even we we just refuse to acknowledge that this is tailor made for Bubba. It is like it really is. That's that's not a narrative. Like he can just take that driver out, hit that sweeping cut around all the key holes, and no one can really stop him but himself. 
Where do you land on the uh, what he was trying to do on 13 last year? That ball went further left than he wanted it to. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. But that was just kind it of like... It disappeared. That kind of like... I mean, you watch him like... Some about that still just doesn't really add up to me because the camera couldn't follow it, and it just kind of it, the ball just kind of appeared somewhere where no one in the history of the game has ever hit it on that hole. Uh, but that was kind of like his Michael Jordan shoulder shrug moment. That was just like I I can't do anything wrong. I can't do anything wrong. I'm going to win this tournament. Yeah, it was it, it was not you. You drank a lot of alcohol that night. Is, is the story that I heard? Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to comment on that. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a, it's not a good night. It's just uh, it's been a trying year. I I uh, I do not. I, mean, I was looking at, at what I do. Actually, my, one of my favorite hobbies now is uh, you know as part of my recovery process from what happened is I pull up the 2014 results on Yahoo, and those those heroes at Yahoo they still have the results refreshing every five minutes, even for past events. So I just sit there and I watch and I wait to see if it'll change. And it hasn't yet, but I, I you know, I don't give up hope. You just pray that Spieth's putt on was it eight or nine somehow or both? I think you bogey both holes. Go both of them go in, and, and we're going to the back nine tied instead of down two. Yeah, I mean, I just I hold out. I'm an optimist. What can I say? I just I hold out hope for these things. I'm a dreamer. So it's good. I, I like that in you. So. All right, man. It's been an hour. No one's left listening to this at all. We've uh, we've. My, my, my keyboard is sweating from the smoldering, smoldering hot takes. But uh, we and Hanky's parents are still listening. <laughs> you got any more Brandon Hagee stats before we sign off here? I've literally never seen him hit the ball. <laughs> I've never seen him swing. This is going to be the lead. When I tweet out the tweet out the link to this was uh, all Brandon Hagee pa- podcast is all we talked about. <laughs> This is actually one of the first podcasts we've done where we haven't talked about like Vaughn Taylor or Michael Campbell or something else. Like that. <laughs> we might need to pick up one of those guys for our fantasy team here. Yeah, weeks. well, seriously, yeah. Okay, if anyone's left listening, they still want to hear some more awful golf stories. But yeah, Kyle and I's fantasy team, is it's it's been a struggle, man. It's been a struggle. We uh, uh, Justin Rose, Graham McDowell, not really done much of anything. Let's hope something well, turns around. The incredible... The, the incredible part about all of this is that the craziest thing that we did was taking Brooks Kepka 12th overall, and that's the only thing that is, like him and Kevin Na are carrying us right now. And, yeah, when he won the tournament, we still didn't even win that week. Like, we did we, uh, yeah, we, we, the first tournament that was of this fantasy season was Kepka's win, and everyone made fun of us for taking him in the first round, but that was the only actual good move we've made so far. I, I still think we should have retired after that tournament. I tried to tell you. We should have just held the press conference and just walked donated away. Donated our winnings. and Walked yeah, away just, from the game forever, hung our jerseys up on the wall, straight to the Hall of Fame. That's it. Yeah, the Omega Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, let's wrap it up. But uh, thanks to anyone else left still listening. This was Kyle Porter from CBS. You can follow Kyle at Kyle Porter CBS. You're probably already doing that. Uh, I think this is the fourth time we've done this, but this was uh, this is this is a good one. This is a good one. Yep, we're ready. one for the ages. One for the ages. We were uh, one for one for Brandon Hagee's, uh his all his friends to tune into. So, so thanks again for coming on, Kyle. We'll uh, we'll talk to you soon, buddy. Thanks, Chris. Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yeah.
Johnny, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most! Expect anything.